Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What? Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me as always, your host Taryn, alongside Joe, Dan and Jamie. How are we all doing, guys? What's up, Oos? Yes, it's been a few weeks since we've said that. Probably for better or worse, I don't know, probably worse rather than better. <laughs> and I'm getting bored of the Usos now, I'm sorry. That's probably a discussion for another point, but the Usos are boring me. I think they're one of the best things on SmackDown. I love SmackDown, it's brilliant. No, Reigns is one of the best singles. But who'd have thought, like, even up to a year ago, so people would be saying the best thing in WWE right now is Roman Reigns. I said it was. That's lies. <laughs> he's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and the fact that Reigns. he's facing, I know we're going to talk about it later, but he's facing Rey Mysterio this weekend, and there's been no build at all to this match. Great, but isn't it? I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a great match. You're looking I forward to it because he's going to batter him, that's why. I, I just hope it's like a Brock Lesnar back in the day. Do you know, I remember when he was attached to that little um, stretcher thing, you smacked him <laughs> against the turnbuckles. I just hope I he wish. did that. I wish. <laughs> we'll see. Like you say, we'll break it down later, but I just want to see him get destroyed. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, that's a spoiler for our predictions. I don't think any of us are going for Rey Mysterio. <laughs> so we might as well just end the podcast now. We already that's know what's going to happen. my favourite wrestler. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> the Mysterious Ray. The Mysterious Ray. That's what he would be. If he went to TNA, if he went to Impact Wrestler, what is the Mysterious Ray doing in the Impact Zone? That's what they'd be saying. They call him Oscar, Oscar Mysterious or something. You could you could move up from NXT UK and still not be given a name. Well, <laughs> well hey, oh, I'm sure we'll get on to that. As well. no, it's not even time for that in the news, so I can't even do a segue yet. <laughs> I'll bring it back. Good, you will. May Mysterio. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> did um did anyone watch NXT this week? I'm sure there was a pay per view in it. Was it in your house this week? I'm sure it, it was. It wasn't house. in my house. It, it wasn't, wasn't in my, in my house. house. It was in the um, CWC. Um, but yeah, one in my house. But it was a decent show. We've watched that, and we watched NXT, normal NXT. And gotta be fair, they've turned it up a bit. It's, it was pretty decent. To be fair. I usually do watch them back afterwards. I just haven't had time this week. There's been thing is for any of our international listeners out there who aren't in Europe, it's been the Euros this week, and I've just been watching too much football, too much soccer, mm. too much quality England domination in the That's first match. no excuse. Quality. No excuse at all. If you ask me, I've watched every, well, most things on WWE. I've watched even NXT UK. I've watched 205 Live. The only thing I haven't seen this week's main event, and I've got Dynamite on now. Well, that's no surprise. Uh, Nobody watches main event. When was the last time you watched main event? Well, the thing is, on the network, it's three weeks behind. I'd watch it every week. Like, if they had it on tally, I'd put it on. Um, but I have to watch it three weeks behind. And I'm thinking, well, I already know it by now. It's a bit stale. But um, 205 is pretty decent. Um, they've got a few new talents in there now. So, Did they still show enough. main event on terrestrial, uh, well, I say terrestrial TV, on TV satellite, like over on here, BT. Sky, whatever, B- BT? Is it actually shown on TV or is it just on the network? I think it's just on the network. I think in America, they've got it on um tally but over here we have to watch it on the network so and it's three weeks behind always. and it's three weeks behind yeah so it's really no point watching it at all 
So again, very much like we say about whether it be the product or whether it be current storyline or just TV in general in this, if they don't care, because they obviously don't because they're allowing us to watch TV that's three weeks old, so we've moved on by three weeks then. So if we don't, if they don't care about that, why should we? <laughs> why should we, Joe, for God's sake? Um, I don't know. Right, but NXT was on this week. It was yeah. in your house. The second in your house pay-per-view under the NXT brand, I believe, because I did watch last year's and whilst I can't remember what happened or what the matches were, from what I do remember, it was a decent show. So maybe I'll be decent... the quiz later, Taryn. Yeah. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. It was pretty good. I mean, they had a couple of like fullbacks that they had um Tom Bettergill on there. They had um He was back because he was there last year, wasn't he? Doing yeah, and he like... goes, um, we're gonna we're gonna throw to a clip of last year's I know the Me Young Classic, two thousand seventeen, and he pulls out a VHS and an old school tally. And Mackenzie Mitchell goes, No, we can just get the truck to play it. And he's like, What, you want me to take the VH you want me to take the VHS to the truck? No, 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 literally. And Mackenzie Mitchell just goes, Guys, can you just play the clip? And he just stood there like looking really confused, like, why can't I use this VHS? Oh. And then hey. um, Michael Hayes says Doc Hendricks, so they had a couple of like throwbacks to them, I yeah. And Beth Phoenix was dressed up as um, Doc Hendricks as well. Oh really? Um, yeah, she had like a proper like big um yellow sparkly suit on. Like they were proper loving it. Um, it had a good atmosphere and biggest crowd they've had for a while. They took out the Thunderdome screens and they actually put in loads of fans. Um, I did see that because I saw a couple of clips on YouTube and, and photos and whatnot. So the crowd was it full capacity then? I see like eighty percent. And are we now? Is it a mix of? Because I know originally when they started having people in, it was either family of the wrestlers or people to to do with the industry. Is actual like fans now they're letting in? Yeah, they were doing proper chants and stuff. It was actually like they had a proper crowd back. I think there was a few of the NXT talents there bolstering them up. They usually put them right behind the announcers so there's no kerfuffle. But there was actually, you know, I was looking on Twitter and there was tons of people tweeting saying that they were there and what a great show it was. Um, and actually it added to the atmosphere. It made it really, really decent to be fair. Happy days. Well, we'll have a, a look then at the guys who did watch it will have a look at what some of the matches were um, for a bit of a breakdown. Now, I've got listed here, there was a dark match. I don't know whether that means it was on any kind of pre-show or was it a dark match? Was there any matches on the pre-show? No, I watched it because I wanted to watch the tag team match. I think it was... Um, oh, I'm trying to remember who was in it. It was uh, Stark, Zoe Stark and Suri. Against... Suri and Stark versus the Robert Stone brand. Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. And i got to be fair, um, Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea watch the space they're going to do quite well ali has been in the um, developmental system for about four five well even six years um but the match itself was okay um i think siri's still adjusting to the american style and i saw somebody tweet out saying no you wouldn't expect this off um any of the others like why isn't this being criticized on nxt she went i think it was like for an arm drag and she just completely botched it and then we threw jessica mayer on her head um, right. But all in all, it's it's building the women's division up, and I've got a few a feeling that we're going to have a few more debuts in the women's uh, division. Um, Tegan Knox is on her way back. There's rumours that we've got Tessa Blanchard coming, um, so it's souping it up to have a bolstered women's division there. But it highlighted four people, um, and to see Kamea and uh, Aaliyah actually on the show and doing stuff with Robert Stonebrand is nice to see because it, they have been, you know, they've been on Mayan Classics, they've been there for ages, so it's good they actually did get some sort of shine. But this wasn't a match on the pre-show. No, Which, no, I don't. So, so. what? So, why have a pre-show at all? Well, the, the um. So oh, I, 
he's gone. We lost him. We found him. He's having a coffee and fit. See, this is the thing. He's that disgusted. There was no match on the pre-show, which is surely what a pre-show is all about. It's supposed to be there to get people to actually watch a match and think, oh, this is good. This is something that's going to, you know, things to come in the event. So I'm going to buy the event and watch it, or I'm going to buy the network. And there was no match. There, was, there was a match, but they didn't show it. It was like Sam Roberts, and he had like two like um, sports analysts. One guy from ESPN, and another like like PW Insider guy. Like they were like they're like breaking down the matches and like giving their predictions and who would win. So it's more like hyping it up, really. I I get it. I I get the point of the hyping up, but surely part of the hype is you know to have a match, and you know sometimes I I can understand them not. If they're not having any dark matches at all, like before Raw and SmackDown, they'll have the dark matches fair enough for the crowd that's there. But if you're actually having an hour of pre-show build-up to say this is going to be the event, and you're having a, a, a match anyway, why not record that and have that part of it? I just don't... Especially when it's established talents. I'm assuming that these four wrestlers are on NXT each week and people know who they are. So it's not like it, you're throwing somebody in there who's in the performance centre for a dark match just in front of the crowd. That that makes sense if it's going to be a dark match. But if it's four established talents on the brand that people know and the television's audience know... Why not put it on the pre-show? I just don't. I don't. Think. The pre-show was decent, though. Sorry, sorry for the coughing fit. Um, but um, yeah, um, with the pre-show, it was pretty decent because they had Sam Roberts there, um, and he looked really big. I think I sent you guys a picture saying there was Paul Ellering and the Authors of Pain um, because they were just stood by the side of the uh, the ring and they were breaking down everything. But the pre-show with NXT, it's only half an hour long, so you look at the four or five matches they've got on there. They're giving it a good five minutes each, discussing it and showing the promos for it. And they've got the crowd getting involved and chanting stuff at them and cheering for the name. So I think with that aspect of the pre-show, they say certain names. Like they'll say Io Shirai, for example. I know she was on the show, but then they say Io Shirai. And do the crowd cheer? Do they boo? They can actually gauge who's going to get the pops and not before the match even starts. So I think for the truck, the people producing the show, it actually helps because they can say all of their names and see who gets you know, cheered because it, it shows how much time potentially they could put towards certain matches. So in a way, it, it worked well with that, but I do agree with you. I do like a cheeky five, 10-minute pre-show match as well. It just yeah. helps bolster it up. Fair enough. Right, let's jump into the card then. Um, I'm assuming this is how it went. I'm just going off Wikipedia, so if this isn't the order, I apologise, but I, I think I read the results straight after, and I think this is how it went. But either way, we're going this way. Um, so I'm starting off with the winner-takes-all six-man tag team match. So... Um, Bronson the Reed and Enemy's Winner take all. Winner take all. Bronson Reed and MSK, they defeated, um, was it Santos Escobar? Here we go. That's the one. Raul yeah. Mendoza. All that Joaquin business. Joaquin Wild. <laughs> was that the match that kicked off the event then? It was indeed, yeah. And it was really good. Spot fest. Loads of stuff. There was a really good spot where Santos went to get the North American title and walk away. He's like, oh, wow, look at this gold. Turns around, Bronson reads it, and he just demolishes him through a wall. Um, but in all, I mean, what I like to see, the little touches where they had uh, all of the teams were dressed alike. So they were like a six-man team, where usually you have these six-mans or you have um, the matches at Survivor Series. They're all wearing their, their own ring attire. But with MSK and Bronson Reed, they're all like black and green they were wearing. And when... Um, at La Vagara del Fantasma came out. They all came out in like old school luchador masks and they were golden black and like aesthetically wise, it looked really good. Um, but it was a solid match. I'd say Meltzer would probably give it three and a half, four. 
Um, really, has he, really has he given his um, has he given his star ratings? Yeah, shall I have a look? <laughs> I don't think they've come out yet, but I've got to be fair. It was a decent opening match. It's something that you'd want to see. Um, you know, two championships being defended. And I know last week I said, oh yeah, the last time I remember seeing two championships defended in one match where the winners take both was the Santino and Beth Phoenix. But they actually mentioned that there was an in your house. I don't know if this is in your quiz, Jamie, um, where they had um, HBK and Diesel. They won the tag tag belts Intercontinental and WWE title um, all in one match in like another winner take all match. Fair enough. Right. I think we've got, oh no, have we got his ratings? No, we haven't. I I thought I found his rating, then I was going to go, is a great section for the podcast. Let's have a guess what his star ratings are. And it <laughs> says, click it for Dave Meltzer's star ratings for TakeOver in your house. And yeah, I don't think there's any. Not I'm yet. just having one more one more look. No, nothing. What would you give it, Dan? I'd give it a three, three and a half, I'd say. Um, you know, it's decent up and coming. There was a couple of botched spots, but really decent. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Smashing. Happy days. Well, the second match that I've got listed here was uh, Zia Lee, who defeated Mercedes Martinez. Uh, that was just a standard singles match. Yeah, but it was nice to see. Um, usually, if they've got a women's match and a takeover, it's just for the belt or tag belts. There isn't really much else going on. It was nice to see they actually had a grudge match and they built it back. They said, you know, they faced each other in the May Young Classic in 2017. And Mercedes Martinez got the win then. So Zaylee's going for retribution, but Zaylee picked up the win. But it wasn't—it wasn't like a celebration at the end. They had uh, Tian Sha kicking off, and Mei Ying or Mei Ling, who sits on the chair, who's like the old woman who sits there, literally just grabbed her by the jaw and threw her into a fence like she had superpowers. Um, like right at the end, so it was a really decent I'm spot. Good. But yeah, they're continuing that on um, NXT. They're basically saying that they're now they're one and one. Uh, they're going to have some sort of rubber match if they want it. But decent five, ten minute match. Um, and I think it established and built both competitors um, because there were some rumours that uh, Mercedes Martinez was actually going to be called up to Raw and be um, Eva Marie's bodyguard. Yes, I did um, But apparently she said that wouldn't work. And I'm glad they went with what they went with. But um, yeah, in all, decent match. And hopefully they keep building these two women's stars because they're both brilliant. You a fan of it, Joe? Yeah. I, sorry, my phone went weird then. Um, yeah. Um, I really like um, the the dark side of it, where like Boa's coming down the ring and then she does like all the martial arts and stuff. Smashing! Nope, we've lost him. He's gonna again. Look at these technical difficulties. What's going on with his phone? <laughs> What's going on with that screen? <laughs> there it is. I can see Joe's fine figure in full form. <laughs> But we're still here, so it's all good. He's still there. No, of course, that's the main thing. Right, sod it then. We'll just go on to the ladder match. Yet another ladder match. I I swear there's a ladder match at every takeover event. It feels like there's one every week on NXT. You wouldn't like this ladder match, though. Well, go on then. LA Knight, he defeated Cameron Grimes, and he won, I think, as you rightly predicted, the um, vacant million-dollar championship. Well, as, as as you would say, let me talk to you. Oh, um, I've got to be fair, decent. Like, as you walk, they walked out to the ring, they had a golden ladder that was um, on the entrance ramp, and the golden ladder had, like, dollar signs on it. Yeah. But not many people would have picked up on it, but they set up a few ladders during the match. They were too small. Um, the Like, even a six, seven-foot person would have had to stood on top of the ladder to get their fingertips through it. It was way too far up. Um, right. But then when they got the golden ladder, I don't know whether they lowered the... Um, briefcase down or that was a big ladder I think it was a big ladder but that was the one that they managed to use but there was good storytelling with it they had Teddy Biasi ringside 
He had these two bouncers who did nothing next to him, with their arms folded and wearing glasses. Um, and all in all, yeah, um, pretty decent. Uh, LA Knight ended up getting the win. Um, not heelish, he just won in general. Um, and then this week on NXT, it kind of turned sideways and he beat Ted DiBiase. But in all, it was a really good match. I would actually say it was probably match of the night. It was my favourite match of the night anyway. The way that they, they didn't just put the million dollar title on a hook. They put it in this like see-through box. But like there was no, what I like, there was no finger marks on the box. It was well polished. It it looked really nice. It looked really cool. You could imagine it being in like a action figure set. Um, but there was a reason for the match. Um, the spots that they did in it were pretty decent. Um, you know, even like the falling off the ladder spots. And you could tell that Cameron Grimes has trained of a similar sort of way to the Hardy Boys and the Hurricane, like th that sort of area. Um, yeah. Because th the way that he was doing it, doing all the high spots was pretty incredible. But LA Knight just looked like money. And I think a few people have said, you know, they can see him going on to uh, the main roster and they can see him like headlining WrestleMania as well. So the sky's the limit for the guy. And I think with that belt, you know, he's only the fifth per person to hold that belt as well. So um, pretty decent. If you're, if you're going to go back and just watch one match from that pay-per-view, that would be the one I'd say. How would you rate it? amongst like the ladder matches that have been lately in the last year in, in NXT? Because like I said, it feels like there's been loads. Um, I would put it up there. The thing with, like you said, the thing with ladder matches, and especially on takeover ladder matches, they get quite stale. They always have like certain spots where they made the ladder like a climbing frame and there's all of them up there at once. But this one's pretty decent. I think they made it a ladder match because it was for a title and the first people to have that belt in like 10 odd years. Um, but it... it actually helped it i think it made it a better match being allowed sometimes they just do it for the sake of it but yeah i've got to be fair it's redeemed itself usually i get they get a bit stale with ladder matches but this one was pretty good smashing happy days last couple of matches then um raquel gonzalez she defeated ember moon um to retain i assume the nxt women's championship how did that compare to the zealy mercedes martinez match it, all in all, it was good. You could tell it was a former NXT champion going up against uh, the new NXT champion. Um, both styles work quite well. Uh, but you can see that they put in a lot of effort with it. If I had to pick which one I'd prefer, I'd probably prefer the Zaylee and Gonzalez match just because it was a bit more fresh. Um, yeah. But it was decent. It was okay. Um, it was just okay, to be honest. I, I watched it. I knew what the result was going to be. Sure, I'm going to drop the belt. I thought there was a bit of shenanigans with Dakota Kai and Shotzi Blackheart at ringside. But it was predictable. The spots were really good, but it was just predictable. You knew what was going to happen. They're going to move on to the next thing now. I'm happy with that. You know, it, it filled the show for 15 minutes, to be fair. The question is, what is Jamie's thoughts on the match? When is he actually ever going to watch an NXT pay-per-view? He used to watch it religiously, NXT. Yeah, that when Samoa Joe, well, I was going to say when Samoa Joe, when um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, you know, the proper when it first came about, uh, that first year, Bo Dallas was champ. I mean, the glory days of NXT, shall we say? Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, just I don't have time. Sorry. I I have to say I look at, <laughs> I I look at the cards now for NXT on the pay per views, and I do compare them a bit more. You know, on the same wavelength to what you said there, Jamie, on the fact that I look at them now and I don't see the star power on there to what there once was, and I think that's why you know I tend not to watch it or if i do watch it now i certainly don't watch it live i don't even tend to watch a full event anymore i might just pick out a match and go back and watch that specifically i mean if we look at the if we look at the main i mean we're on the main event now anyway it was a fatal five-way match for the nxt championship carrying cross the champion defeated kyle o'reilly adam cole johnny gagano and pete dunn now 
<laughs> there's nobody I would actually want to see wrestle there apart from Pete Dunne. And that's no disrespect to any of the four or others. I mean, Johnny Gagano, I feel like... I mean, with Johnny Gagano, I feel like he's just there now. He doesn't... You know, he's been in NXT too long. And he I know they're probably thinking... This he? is the thing. I feel like him and... Um, why is his name just gone straight? I mean, do you know exactly what I'm going to say? Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa. Is Tommaso Ciampa injured again? I feel like he's always no. injured. He's he's a tag team with Thatcher. Oh, there we go. He just wasn't on the card, was he? Um, <laughs> I feel like they are on there because they're almost too scared to pull those two names, Champer and Gorgano, off NXT um, and put them on the main roster. But I feel like the ratings aren't as great for NXT these days as it is anyway. And you can't just rely on two names, especially if they're not the names at the moment. I feel like you just can't rely on them anymore. And... They do need to move. They need to move for the good of their careers as well. Um, I say move to the for the good of their careers on the main roster. And that might mean absolutely nothing the way that the main roster is these days. But yeah, they, they need to be bedding in more talent. And they need to start having a bit of a move around. And I feel like NXT needs it a hell of a lot at the moment, just because I think the NXT ratings for the latest episode just came out today, and you know it was. Under, was it under 500,000 or was it 600,000? I, I can't remember. But, you know, it was nothing compared to what it has been lately. Um, it was quite poor. Yeah. And you just kind of think, oh, it needs that kick up the arse now that it, that it hasn't had. The thing about NXT has become like really predictable. Like all the India House matches said to Dan, I was like, I said, oh, this person's going to win, this person's going to win. And you said, there's like no real star power. I mean, Karen Cross is all right, but I don't know what it is. It's just like no depth to it. It's quite like, it's quite gimmicky, his character. Yeah. I mean, I mean Finn Balor's of like really over, but I suppose he's just come back. And as you said, there's like no real like star power. I mean, Adam Cole, I would say, is probably the big star in NXT, but then again, he's not really doing anything either. So yeah, no, no, exactly. There you go. Six six hundred ninety five thousand. That was the average viewing figures so you know not even hitting the 700,000 mark which you know <sighs> once upon a time that you know I'm not saying it was double that it was far from double that but you know they were getting up towards a million if not hitting a million once upon a time NXT easily and now you know there was a big tease which we'll go into in the news so we won't talk about it specifically at the moment but there was a big tease for something that was going to happen on NXT this week which did happen so even with that tease and people knowing who it was going to potentially be you know it still hasn't managed to even hit the 700,000 mark which I think they'll be quite disappointed with but anyhow we were talking about the main event um I echo what you've said there, Joe, about carrying Cross. I'm not particularly bothered about him, but I have got a feeling, even with people that have been in there a hell of a long than him, you know, Gargano, Chamber, Cole, I've just got a feeling carrying Cross will be the next person that goes on to the main roster out of all of them. Yeah, mm. not 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 in the near distant future either. I think they'll take the belt off him at one of the next pay-per-views and then he'll be called up because um, Triple H loves him. And he's one of these big guys, you know, he can talk on the microphone, you know, he's got Scarlet there as well, the smoke show. So, um, and putting the belt on somebody like new and up and coming might actually help the show because beforehand it, they used to put it on people and it build them up. But we're carrying cross, it's just a world beater. But if you put that belt on somebody smaller like Cameron Grimes, who gave it to a, a Kyle O'Reilly or somebody who is on the up, it can help them. And I think it will freshen the show up a bit because at the moment they've just got too many heels and not enough faces. And they need to put the belt on somebody 
you know, like you said, with the Bo Dallas days, the Finn Balor days, they put the belt on him and people wanted to watch him to see how they develop as a champion. Like, we know how Karrion Cross is going to develop as a champion. He's just going to batter everybody. But you put it on someone like a Cameron Grimes, it's like he's he's going to be almost macho man in it, trying to squirm his way out of every single match. So it be pretty decent. And it'll show how they get over with the title. Of course it will. Go on then. What would you give the event out of 10 or out of stars? Um, out of five, I'd probably give it a three and a half to four. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was a solid show. It was a decent one. It was only just over the two-hour mark with four or five matches on there. Um, so easy watch. It was as easy as a watch yeah. as a SmackDown. It was really good. I just thought, um, as I said earlier, it was just a bit predictable. Not that it's a bad thing. Every match was really, really good. But I just like, there was nothing in there that like really shocked me. I thought, yeah. Well, we had the, uh, the tease at the end of Regal going you know feels like he can't do it anymore it's getting all out of hand and all that rubbish um which that might as well just lead us into our our news it does quite nicely so we'll jump straight into that um the first news is um yeah he's back that's samoan joe samoa (laughs) joe he is back in nxt um yeah Coming back, bit of an enforcer role, a bit of an assistant to the general manager enforcer type role. I'm happy that Regal is staying. I'd have been gutted if Regal had gone. I feel like Regal always, until he feels like he wants to fully call it a day, he always needs to be an on-air talent. Um, you know, as much as he has the responsibilities backstage and the coaching role side of things, he, he's brilliant, Regal, and I'll, I'll always love Regal, so I don't want him to go. So I'm happy that he is staying. But, you know, also having Joe in there as his enforcer role, kicking a bit of our that type of thing it's nice to see him back but you know i suppose i throw it out to all of you there jamie dan and joe you know what do we think about joe being back in that role and non-screen character but also what do we think about the fact that he's back so quickly after being released well i've seen on the dirt sheets that um i don't know if it's true or not but that triple h was heavily heavily involved in basically getting him back he's he found out triple h, he found out uh, more joe was fired and he was very 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 annoyed. They're like, why? Did Apparently, you fire he didn't him? even know. Apparently, he wasn't even told that he was on the list. Yeah. So apparently, Triple H was absolutely furious, and I think he called Samoa Joe personally and said, "Look, you've got a job on NXT if you want it." And obviously, he said, "Yeah." So, a good thing. Yeah, I'm glad about it. And watching um, NXT as well. Like I said to you, I was really excited to watch NXT this week. I never said that in months. Um, you know, I read the results, you know, you read the results and you go, oh, I can leave it maybe a day or so. No, I wanted to watch it as soon as possible. You know, he had dealings with multiple people backstage. He was, at, you know, he's staring at Pete Dunne, so potentially looking to set something up there. He um, had a go at Johnny Gargano. He choked out Adam Cole, but it's more of an enforcer role, but you can only, uh, you know, do something if you're provoked. But you've got a feeling that it may lead into a match. But they said to him, oh, no, no wrestling at all. Um, but he, he can put in his five cents. He can out train everybody. And I reckon... You know, it's only going to do good for NXT. And what would really we seen Samoa Joe do in any of the other companies? Floundering, putting over other people. But with NXT, you can help develop, you know, hundreds of people down at Performance Centre. I mean, I've heard he is still technically injured at the minute and he's been injured for a long time or not necessarily injured, just not cleared. So there might be something underlining there. Again, I'm not necessarily suggesting something as serious as Daniel Bryan or Edge, that type of thing. I mean, it could be. We, we don't know. You know, I don't want to talk about a person's health without knowing the facts. But 
if it is something like that or if it is just something that he needs a few more months just to get over, um, I think it's a good... It reminds me very much of a Stone Cold Steve Austin type role where Austin got injured. Uh, yes, there he is. There's that sad Samoa Joe on our screen. Um, but yeah, it reminds me of Stone Cold when he was um, injured with his neck injury, but they didn't want to take him off screen because, you know, of how popular he was. Now, again, I'm not suggesting Samoa Joe is at the heights of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Far from it. But what I mean is, is I think they wanted to use him in that type of role where he can be on each week, he can get physical to an extent, and people are forgetting who he is. So when yeah. it comes back to him being active on the roster again, if he can be, he's already up there. He's not having to build himself back up. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on it, Jamie. I mean, will it get you watching NXT again? No. <laughs> hey! I mean, to be, to be fair, I do, I do watch most of the NXT stuff on, on Instagram. This is one of the good things that NXT does, AEW does, Raw, SmackDown, because you can watch the main parts of the show on Instagram, so you can just spend your morning just scrolling, like, come up this morning, and you just see Samoa Joe, just like you said, like Dan said before, coming in, yeah. choking out Adam Cole, basically like, why are you starting on me kind of thing, like, <laughs> pushing him up against the wall. Um, and yeah, I said, Mr. Regal, expect your decision next week. <laughs> as he said at the end so but it's just one of those like there's so much stuff vying for my attention at the moment unfortunately nxt is still quite low i don't even watch raw smackdown as much anymore the only one i properly watch is dynamite yeah i mean does that say something though the fact that you know you're only really watching AEW at the moment is that because you're still kind of like in the honeymoon period of NXT or just because you oh sorry NXT AEW we just feel like it's a better product at the moment I prefer, like I said I, prefer, I just probably prefer AEW's wrestlers and storylines and product at the moment yeah. um, like I said I, I know you guys hate him but I love Orange Cassidy uh, I love MJF MJF is is like um, as I would say every week he's the hottest like wrestler at this moment in time in any of the companies like he's phenomenal and they have they've got an mma match coming up this week i believe with wardlow and jake hager which would be interesting to see because i assume that they're not going to have a proper mma fight but... i don't know maybe it's just me but since jake hager went to AEW, i just don't think he's good <laughs> I just compared to when he was Jack Swagger, I suppose he was actively wrestling each week on, on the roster. I don't know whether it's just because he's had so long of a break of not actively wrestling, but I just look at it now and I just think I just find him boring. Well, you know? and I just don't think his wrestling is. style is unbeaten yeah. in Bellator. He, he's, he's cheating. It's because uh, he's had a little bit of the bubble. I'm unbeaten in Bellator as well, guys. To be fair, so I, I'm undefeated in WWE, so you know, never lost at WrestleMania. Woo, WrestleMania, baby! Woo, right? Well, it, yeah, I think we are still all happy to see Samoa Joe back. It will be interesting to see what they do with him, but yeah, good role for I him. Think, I think a lot of us did say he would come back to WWE. I know when we're talking about yeah. it, I'm sure we said it's his preferred place to be, and he's got a job for life there because Triple H loves him. Yeah, let's hope, right. I don't know if you guys have seen this. This is only really something that popped up today, I think. And any of our listeners, I don't know if they've seen it. So, you know, could be the first time they're hearing it. But there's been this piece of news out on the dirt sheets this week that Vince McMahon, Triple H, and apparently a couple of other executives in the company are being sued for 
um, what they're calling fraud. Now, <laughs> whether or not this is going to be one of these cases that just comes and goes, or it fully litigates, goes through through, through to like full litigation. Effectively, what the cusp of it is is there's a WWE shareholder. He's suing Vince McMahon, Triple H, and other members of the executive board, claiming that company bosses have sold him more than $300 million worth of stock at an inflated price, <laughs> and he's suing him for it. And now, they've, they've reportedly been accused of not disclosing how Middle Eastern TV deals were falling apart, um, and as so, the stock's still been sold at an inflated price rather than the smaller price that it should be because of the TV deals falling apart. And, I mean, if you know if it's true then that's not good at all and they could lose a case quite severely um which is interesting regarding the fact that you know recently wwe settled a lawsuit regarding its relationship with saudi arabia in november last year and they settled that for 39 million dollars now if this is a case where this chap is saying he's been sold more than $300 million worth of stock at an inflated price. One of two things is going to happen with litigation here. Either it's going to fully litigate and they're going to go to court. And if the McMahons or Vince specifically in this Triple H lose, not only are they going to have to pay back this $300 million in stock to him, plus the inflated price, they're going to have to pay all the court costs that come on top with it as well, which will be millions in itself because of the amount that's litigated. What I think will happen here, and I just want your views on it, is that I think that it'll settle out of court before it gets to there. There'll be an mm. offer made, and it'll settle, and it'll settle for millions. I mean, look at this Saudi Arabia, 39 million that settled out of court beforehand. But I think it'll get to the part where proceedings will be issued. Um, it'll be uh, an, an out-of-claim proceeding, and they'll have to settle it outside, but they'll still have to pay. If it if it's litigated already, they'll still have to pay court costs regardless because it's litigated, not as much as if it went through the full process and they lost. Um, but yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, that they're potentially being sued for. I mean, he's using fraud now. That's a big allegation. It could very well be a mistake, and I'm certainly not saying it's fraud. I'm just reading the reports that have been put out there, but could be a big chunk of cash again the wwe are going to lose here whether it's out of settlement or whether it's in the cause mm, it's a weird one because you don't really know how the shares work with it but it's a public limited company Vince McMahon is the controlling owner and you know guy who moves everything around in wwe but everyone in there's got jobs i mean even down to the people who clean the buildings do the wages they've got so many people who do so many different jobs in there yeah, the buck will stop at somebody and they will investigate it. And there's probably has been a mistake made somewhere, potentially. Like, Why would that just come to the surface if you own that many shares? But at the end of the day, the public limited company, there are a board of directors. Um, and my understanding from business is that with certain elements of the company that they would have to be informed. So the share price is something that they'd be aware of. Um, you know, there's certain decisions that are made in the company in terms of what they're, they're buying, what they're promoting, um, the advertisements, the you know, loads of stuff to do with it. I think it's hard to keep an eye on so many different elements of one part of a business. That's why Vince has got so many hands. He's, he's trying to create. Um, but it'd be interesting to see how that one goes. It would probably be one of those ones that will be on the sidelines. And you might hear in a couple of months' time they settled out of court. You might hear that it's still going on. I mean, they've still got the concussion case going on. They've still got so many other different cases that have been going on for multiple oh, years. there's always something going on. I mean, there was this thing going on with the Saudi Arabia side of things, yet they're still 
allegedly going back to Saudi Arabia at the end of the year. So relationships sour, but they're very, very quickly made up, as you can see. Business is business, and they've got there's so many lawsuits. They're probably suing so many different people for product infringement, and vice versa. People are suing them. They're such a massive company, a multi-billion-dollar company. You're always going to get little things like this, but mm. I think and, unless you've got both sides of it to see what happened, there could have been a genuine mistake made there. There, there could be something that somebody's just misunderstood something. But I think yeah, and until we see a bit more context in there, such a big company, we need you know a little bit more information. I'm sure they'll still be able to put WrestleMania on. That's the main thing. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Um, Woo. Speaking of shows, there's a couple of things out online over the last few days regarding, again, I'm not sure if you guys have seen this, regarding theme shows. Um, we know that WWE is set to return to live touring next month in July. Obviously, they've got big plans for that. They've got big plans for SummerSlam coming up. But they want to effectively, it's been reported, freshen up their weekly broadcast by bringing in more theme shows. So, obviously, we've had the... Like Well, apparently so. Where have they got that idea from? But um, they obviously, we've had the old school rules recently and the, the Legends Nights, those types of things. They effectively, what's being reported, is want to do more of that. They also apparently want to bring back the King of the Ring tournament, which oh, recently, yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura and Baron Corbin have teased that in the last few days as well. So I think yeah. that might more or less be a given as well. But one of the interesting ones as well is, is that they want to bring back viewers' choice shows like the Taboo Tuesday, oh, Cyber brilliant. Sunday type thing as well. Which I love those shows it was a good theme all the way back then but i think now with the power of social when media it's done properly fake. well <laughs> yeah or they certainly you know they certainly built it in a way that the decisions that they wanted to happen went their way but i think with the power of social media these days and yeah, i mean they can do it over twitter facebook instagram god they can even do it over tiktok if they wanted to but i mean there really there really is a way to do it I well mean, i just I want there to be queen of the ring <laughs> why isn't yeah. there that i mean there, there potentially should be but if we're looking at you know is there any of those that i mean i like the old school rules but the the crap these days let's be honest they bring back the same people they don't even theme them properly anymore <laughs> um so unless you're going to bring back people that we haven't seen for a while, there was an old school rule a while back, and I mean a while back. It might not have even been an old school rule. It might have been like a anniversary show. But they had yeah. people on there that don't always show up, like Scotty Too Hotty, Gangrel, Flash Funk, things like that. Do you know what I mean? That's good seeing faces you're not seeing. But when every bloody time they do it, it's Ted DiBiase or IRS or bloody or even Hogan mm. to an extent. Now, do you know what I mean? It just gets a bit stale. So I think. They're going to do them. I'd want to see them with people we haven't seen for a while, but I'd much rather see, um, you know, Cyber Sunday, Taboo Tuesday, that type of thing. As long yeah. as they don't do it like they've done before, where they go, oh, what match would you like to see out of these? Would you like to see these two wrestlers fight in either a street fight, a no holds barred, <laughs> or a hardcore match? Like, it's the same match with three different names. So, you know, we need to be seeing a difference. Best thing that came out of that, do you remember they had Chris Jericho defending the Intercontinental Championship? And they said, um, who's he going to defend the belt against? I think Shelton Benjamin, coach, Chris Masters. And there was a couple other people on there as well. And it was when Shelton hadn't won anything else by the tag team belts. And Shelton won it. And Jericho actually said in his podcast or one of his books, you've got to give Shelton the belt. Because if the public are voting for him to face me, he's going to be the public's champion. He's going to be straight away. They want to see him do it, yeah. And it, that worked out then. They always did that. Who's going to face the champion? 
um, and the belts always changed hands. It was always nice and fresh. But the one match, the one match theme that I want them to bring back, they only did it for one pay per view, and it meant that Brian Kendrick was the interim WWE champion for twelve oh, minutes. No, the championship scramble. It's one of the best things about the video games, though, isn't it? Yeah, the video really... game one, which is really good. I know that if you read online, some people like or even love the Chubby Scramble. Some people, and I would probably say the majority, though, hated it. They absolutely detested it. I didn't mind it because, like you say, it was a bit interesting. You got to see it because, I mean, I think people weren't kind of happy that people like Brian Kendrick were temporarily the WWE champion. I mean, they were and they weren't. They weren't the champion and they're, not they're never going to be. And they're not. They're just... I think it was the way that they kind of built it and said it. They were like, oh, if you score the pinfall or submission, you are the WWE champion until either the next person gets a fall or the time runs out. They shouldn't have worded it like that because they weren't. They should have said, like, the next person that scores the pinfall, if you are the last person who scored the fall when the time runs out, you will be the champion. They needed to word it more than that because I think people were just like, oh, Brian Kendrick, WWE champion. Do you know what I mean? It's just, don't think it worked yeah, out that well in that sense. You had it the other way around because they had two of the matches that night. In the other one, they had Chris Jericho slot himself into the match with like, he was the last well, they had three, didn't they? Because didn't they have the ECW championship match yeah. as well? Yeah. But with the, the Jericho one, you know, the world heavyweight title ch- changed hands, didn't it? Because I can't remember who it was that got injured. They're like, oh, who's going to be the fifth? Is it man? not CM Punk? He CM Punk was the champion. He was the world heavyweight champion. Oh, he's been up backstage. By he was being upstage by Legacy. And he wasn't even in the match then, so there was going to be a guaranteed champion, new champion. And then Jericho came out, and I think it was someone like Batista, Batista bombed somebody, and it was lying down. And Jericho just rolled in, rolled in the cover, pin. Seconds left, and then he took the belt out without doing any work at all. See, it's the Jericho. It, it's entertaining, but I just don't know if people would shit on it again. We still remember it though. They only had one, and we remember both matches on that show. If I said to you, "Oh, we love some, we love SummerSlam. What happened in SummerSlam 06? You'd be like, "Oh, I've forgotten." But championship. If I say championship scramble, you remember that pay per view. Same with Tabby Tuesday, you remember it. And King of the Rings, multiple things that have happened on King of the Rings. So I think certain themes. Do help, but when they go, oh, we're going to have a pay per view and it's going to be called Fatal Four Way. Oh, and every match is a Fatal Four Way. Like, dude, come on, freshen up. That but, was awful. You know, TLCs. The sorry, Joe, the TLCs as well. Sheamus won his first WWE title by putting John Cena through a table in a tables match in 2009, 2010. Hey, that was shocking. I still remember that. People thought it was a botch. Yeah, and it wasn't. And he was actually booked to win the title so early on in his career. Brilliant. What were you going to say, Joe? I was going to say, like, if you want a proper future, like, um, next time they do, like, an October show, like, they do, like, the horror show, or do, they do, like, an Aliens versus Zombies match, or, like, go and like, uh. fall in with it. Like, if you're going to do, like, a theme match like they did with, like, a couple of weeks ago on the road, where, like, on the, um, on the pay-per-view where the Lumberjacks were zombies, like, go, go fall in, go, go all the way. I think you can go all the way, but I would argue, not that I'm disagreeing with it, Joe, because I think every now and again there just need to be something that is a bit out there just to gain a bit of interest. But when it's fucking zombies, and just, (laughs) oh, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should leave that bit there. What would you prefer? Like, what what other gimmick would would you like instead of zombies? Oh, I just... I want to see something that just has. I know that hasn't been done. What about before. superheroes versus supervillains? Well, maybe you don't want to see any characters? anything Who like wants that. To say Manchester United versus Liverpool. 
<laughs> in the WWE the divas, ring. All, well, they did. All the Divas, every time in oh. Manchester, they're good. the face always wore the United top and the rival, like the, I mean, the heel, always wore the Liverpool top. They had the same with... Sorry, dude. I was going to say, you could do what boxers do. You could have, like, a YouTuber like Jake Paul versus like, oh. someone like that. I mean, I... I I don't know. It's like that's the one way of getting that view. I just want to see a match that we haven't seen before or for a long time. Yes, okay, we haven't seen the scramble for a long time. Maybe there's a reason for that. And I'm not saying I want to see something like a Punjabi prison match because we haven't seen it for a long time. But, you know, bring back, uh, you know, get. Bring back the boiler room brawl. (laughs) Get the fiend back. And I don't know, get somebody like. Finn Balor back and have the Fiend versus the Demons in like a buried alive match oh, something that we haven't seen before and a gimmick that we haven't seen for a while, do you know what I mean? So you can have somebody like the Fiend or um, the Demon lose, or Alistair but they'll be losing because, well yeah, yeah I mean yeah, but you can have somebody then you can protect somebody because they're, they're losing, So it doesn't, but it doesn't matter that they lose because they haven't given up, they haven't pinned, they haven't submitted. They've literally fought to the death, if you want to say it like that, but they've then been buried alive, so it writes them off for TV for a while. This would have been a good idea for The Fiend at the moment, since he's not been about for a while. He's got nothing to do. You know, if you haven't got an idea of him, put them two together, put them in a feud, have the payoff in a buried alive match, have The Fiend be buried alive, you know, so it protects the demon character protects his winning streak in regards to that but then you can write the fiend off for a while and then when you've got an idea of what you want to do with him bring him back there needs to be no explanation because let's be honest and everybody is with it wrestling but let's have two wrestlers two characters having faced each other in a match that we haven't seen for a while in a fresh feud as well because yes we got to see the fiend and we got to see i mean this is turned into a bloody fiend finn balor section of the podcast now which is not what i meant i mean i meant it to be a discussion around the match types but you know we saw them in the fiend's first match him against balor and he destroyed balor but he didn't destroy the demon. Let's recoup that feud. Let's have something hot when the fans are coming back. You know, Christ, have Finn Balor come back to the main roster on the first Friday night SmackDown of the crowds being back and the Fiend as well. Kiri kickstart that. And Christ, have a buried alive match at SummerSlam. Anyway, well, you've got Edge and like, John Cena coming back for the first live television show, haven't you? Exactly. Go all out. Go all out. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that that's what I would do anyway. Christ, we went on a tangent there, didn't we? <laughs> right. What have we got next? Trademarks. I want to hear your ideas on these trademarks. WWE have recently filed the following names for trademarks. Ooh. Who are these going to go to, and what do we think about these good god names? So, okay. what we've got so. is is we've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Now. Joe and Dan, you might know more than me. Some of these may already be in the mm. Performance Center or they may already be in NXT. I don't think they are. So if I give any of these names, you may very well go, oh, no, they're already in NXT or something. They might have just registered the trademarks. We'll but help you out with that. These are the names. So we've got JC Jane. <laughs> JC Jane. We've got Andre Chase. Oh, that name I recognize. Nikita. Nope. Josh Briggs. No. And then we've got the tag team trademark names of Julius Creed and Brutus Creed. The Creed now, Brothers. 
who are they going to go to, or what? Or even if we don't, just what do we think of their names? I just look at some of them and I think, Christ, can they not? Reminds me of Fang McFrost for Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> well, well, Austin Greed's obviously Xavier Woods, so it just confuses me with Austin Greed. Um, I'm trying to think who's been signed recently, who they can put him with. It's, it's tough. They've, they've got tons of people down in that performance centre that they can potentially do stuff with and give them names. But yeah, the Creed brothers, it's a bit of a strange one. Yeah, what do we say? Brutus, Creed, and Julius, like Brutus and Julius. Yeah, sounds Roman almost. So maybe they're going to be like gladiators. Oh, give them that gimmick. That won't surprise me. Get the masterpiece Chris Masters back to um, manage them. <laughs> and they come out like full Spartan, like headgear. <laughs> this is Sparta. I mean, JC Jane. I mean, for Christ's sake. Is that a male or a female? That could be either. Well, JC spent. J A C Y. It sounds like Lacey Evans, like, like along those lines. Lacey Evans and J C J. Well, Caden Carter used to be called Lacey Lane when she was in the first or the second Mae Young. So yeah. it sounds so similar. It's definitely somebody who's on the way up. Um, but as I mentioned, they've got tens of people in a performance centre, you know, really talented females ready to be called up. So I, I would assume it'd be one of those that they're probably just rebranding and getting back out of there. Yeah. But I don't no. think it's going to be like a because there's apparently Tessa Blanchard's apparently rumored to be that diamond mine girl. So I don't think they're going to rebrand Tessa and Blanchard that's next week, isn't it? Um, I think next so, yeah. week but the diamond got, mine opens. There's I think, a battery Garrett. one. Battery yeah, thing as well, isn't it? It's like a charging of a phone, and it said like one percent, then it went to eleven percent. So in two or three weeks, somebody's coming back. Um, everyone, from what I've seen on the dirt sheets, everyone thinks it's either Tiga Knox or Roderick Strong being reintroduced, but. It's or, um, EC3. What's his name? Um, the English guy, um, Ridge Holland. People think it might be him. But he broke his leg. I'm sure that's going to take ages to come back from. When did he break his leg? How long ago was that? Uh, when they started the... Um, oh, it was quite a while ago. It was when they, they had um, the guy who was on SmackDown commentary. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee, that's him. Um, he brought him in, didn't he? It was like a bouncer. So it was back then, so almost a year ago. How has Pat McAfee been then on SmackDown? I know we spoke about it after his first week, but he's been doing it a few weeks now. Has he still been decent? I really yeah. like him, but he's been. There's a couple of people who've um, been slating him, saying he's the reason I've turned over, um, wow. because they've got Rick Boogs coming out doing his guitar, and then he's going next to Michael Cohen, he's going wow, 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 next to his face. Like, people are like, guitar, yeah. like, why are you doing like doing an air guitar in Michael Cole's face? Like, I find it quite funny, but some people. Pat like is Jamie's favourite. <laughs> you can tell by his face. Yeah, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> when was the last time you even watched SmackDown? So he, he doesn't even know he's too busy watching Dynamite. Dynamite. Dynamite's on a Friday night now. It's got my attention. Yeah, randomly at the minute, isn't it? But well, it it's come it's on. randomly. It's because of the playoffs. The it doesn't come yeah. on here until Tuesday at 10. Tuesday at 10, so it's on the Friday. Well, if, you've, if you've got Fight TV, you get it Saturday morning. I got Sky Q. Like, I'm watching it now, but I've got to be fair. I have not paid attention for half of it. It's bored me. Like, now I'm looking at... Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts stood up on the ramp, clapping his hands because Lance Lance Hoyt's squashing a jobber. I don't care. None of them had ring entrances. What's going on? Like I just what? What is there? You say what's going on? We can accumulate to that to what happened on Monday with the return, the re-debut. Everyone was getting excited. I know Joe was. The return of Eva Marie, and I'm sure we said she'd bloody come down to the ring and not wrestle, and look what bloody happened. But, I mean, two things I want to discuss here, and I want to get your views on. I want your views, obviously, on the Eva Marie gimmick, where she's basically just doing the same gimmick, like we mentioned last week, of not wrestling. 
but also <clears throat> the fact that Piper Niven's on there, but they just pretended like they didn't know who she was, even though she's a contracted wrestler under the WWE umbrella on NXT UK. And they, they we just, who is this? They were saying, we don't know who this is. Like, does that do her a disservice, or is it kind of good because she can kind of rebrand herself straight on the main I, roster? I'm assuming they're going to rebrand her because everyone was like, yeah, you, everyone knows that is Piper Niven. You know, if you're a wrestling fan, every Thursday you've got NXT UK, just go on the network, you just type in Piper Niven and you can watch all of her matches. So I'm assuming they're going to, unless they're going to call something else or they're going to slowly build up her character. But yeah, it's nice to see her. Well, I've seen two sides of it. So I've seen the first side of it where even Marie's tweeted out and gone, yeah, this is this is who it was. It was Piper Niven. But why couldn't they say that? Like Corey Graves is supposed to be a mega fan. You know, it's on the network. They promo it all the time at NXT UK. Well, Corey Graves comes from NXT, doesn't he? I know it's not NXT UK, but if there's somebody who's supposed to go... Michael could understand one of the commenters going, oh my God, who's this? And he could go, what do you mean that is? That's piping in from Elixir UK. She's brutal. She does this and this. Christ, build her up. You know, make her sound like she was amazing on Elixir UK. Well, they, they did. They, they, but they, they didn't they, even, like, acknowledge her. Not on the show, you know what I mean? But they did a clip that you know on YouTube where they go, right, look, at it's Evolution. They, she had a mystery person wrestle a match. Then underneath it said, best of Piper Niven from WWE. And it's like, Rhea Ripley versus Piper Niven from TakeOver Cardiff. And it's like, well, you just said you don't know who she is on the commentary, but then underneath you show in on a WWE product, you know who she is. But I think it is because they rebranded her. Apparently, one of the names that they've got planned for her is um, Dewdrop, as in like a drop, a drop of rain off a plant. Uh, that's apparently what they're going right. to be rebranding her. Um, no, they're going to call her JC Lane. They, I, I wouldn't mind if they do rebrand her because she's known as Viper on the ICW UK scene. We all know her as Viper. She was on World of Sport as Viper. Um, they put her as Piper Niven, and she was on the Mayan Classic. She had a match against Kaylee Ray for about seven years on NXT UK, which I'm glad's over now. Um, but I can see him rebranding it. But there's so many horrible trolls on um, on the internet, just like making fun of the size of her. And you know, cardio wise, ring work wise, she's amazing. Yeah, okay, she's a little bit bigger than the average diva, but she's got a good look to her, and she is a solid wrestler. And for fun, some people, like making fun of his size and stuff, I think it's horrible. It's like, think, why, why throw that hate out there, you know? A lot of people were saying, like, in Counter Argues, that it was nice to see a bigger lady on there. That's not just going to injure people like a certain <laughs> other wrestler on the show. <laughs> it, they were oh, like, well, it's, nice to, it's nice to see a, a, a bigger wrestling superstar that people are going to see that isn't just going to injure people. So. And you look at the possibilities. You look at Piper Niven now, and if I said to you, like, Piper Niven versus Rhea Ripley again, we've already seen it, it's money. You could see her against Nikki Cross, you know, a Scott versus a Scott, brilliant. Um, look at her against most of the Raw roster. It's a match that I'd like to see. Like, she's pretty. I know she didn't win the NXT UK title, but she pretty much faced everybody um, on the NXT UK roster, and she had an amazing match with them. Um, I think her feud with Kaylee Ray went on a little bit too long, but um, in terms she of who they could have brought up. I'm happy with it. Is she the first NXT superstar to be on the main roster? I know Walter has been, but I mean, like, it looks NXT as if she's UK. going to be a, like, a, sorry, yeah, that's what I meant, NXT UK. Um, she's going to be, what I assume is going to be a permanent fixture now on the main roster. So she's we see the, the first, first one, one from NXT UK. First one from, usually they go NXT UK to NXT. So you've got yeah. the Grizz, Grizzly Young Vets, you've got Pete Dunne, you had, like, uh, Rick, Jack Rick Gallagher Holland. and stuff, didn't you? Was it Jack Gallagher? Jack NXT Gallagher, he was, he was on normal. No, he wasn't even he was on normal NXT, NXT, was he? 
No, he's, oh, he's he just came. Oh, was he, it no? Cruiserweight Classic NXT two or five live, then Raw, then whatever else he did. The only Cut thing released. They had Finn Balor go down to NXT UK just before the pandemic hit, and he was going to have a few matches, and they were building up like a Walter versus Finn Balor thing. But nobody's come directly from UK to the main roster, but there's loads of rumoured names, so everyone's expecting Kaylee Ray to go to SmackDown. Yeah. Um, and also there's a guy called Amir Jordan, um, who yes. had a Loser Leaves yeah. um, NXT UK match against uh, the Luckian a couple of weeks ago, and it was a really good match. Um, but everyone's saying, well, what's going to happen with him? Is he going to move up somewhere? So there's a few people that are ready to go in NXT UK. So it would be nice. You know, they got, they're paying him enough money. They're in that lovely performance centre down in, in London. So why not utilise him? Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's see what happens with him. Let's see what happens with Piper. Um, will she be at Hell in a Cell this week? I doubt it, unless Eva Marie wants to enter herself into the Hell in the Cell and win the Universal Championship. Gosh, I'm calling it now. She is winning Money in the Bank. <laughs> Let's see. Right. So we have got Hell in a Cell this week. There's only been five confirmed matches. I feel like this is a bit of a theme where we've been doing the predictions over the last few weeks and there's only about four or five matches and then we announce two or three more after that so we will just go for the five matches we won't do any rumored ones but i just want to have a look at the pay-per-view predictions before we do i think the leaderboard is looking like jamie still winning on 22 joe is on 18 and dan and myself are on 16 so it's all to play for with no, these five you can't, you can't even catch it's, up to me. it's all <laughs> to play for it is all to play for um and we'll break it down as we normally do each time match by match and have a bit of an overview think, of each one i think the worst part is just similar to last month's event all of these matches are really predictable it's only going one way so i'm still going to be winning by next week cheers guys <laughs> well <laughs> Is it really? Let's have a look because I'm going to throw some surprises out there when it comes to my predictions, believe if it or not. If you only got last, that's fine. Uh, no, I'm not. I, I think it's going to be predictable. <laughs> but let's go see anyway. We'll start off with Joe. We usually do. And why not? Let's start off with the first Hell in a Cell match. Um, not necessarily what's going to be the first one, but I'm saying it's the first one. Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio. Your thoughts on the match, Joe, and your prediction? <laughs> I mean... It'll be a really good match, but yeah, Roman Reigns is just going to use him as like a human lawn dart and just like chuck him over the top. I dare say Rey Mysterio is going to like do some stupid spots all over the over the hell in the cell. But yeah, Roman Reigns all day really. You know, no disrespect to Rey Mysterio, he's the greatest luchador of all time, but I can't see him winning this to be honest. Roman Reigns won for him, Dan. Yeah, when you said earlier, oh, come on, all of us are going to be going for Roman Reigns, I was very tempted to say, actually, <laughs> let's go Rey Mysterio, because they're doing this thing with the Usos right now where they were going for the tag belts, and Roman's a reason they didn't win the tag belts. So it makes me think, oh, is Jimmy going to screw over his cousin? But no, nah, it's going to be Roman Reigns all day long. I think they needed a match. I think they realised probably two, three weeks ago, oh, hang on, we don't have Roman in a match at Hell in a Cell, and we need yeah. him to be in there. Because the way they built it, they haven't even mentioned the belt. Oh, they've... They've thrown this match together in a bit of a panic, thinking who's a big enough name to put him against. Oh, well, we've got Rey Mysterio. Yeah, and it works. But the thing is, all the promos have not mentioned the title. Um, they had Rey Mysterio come out last week and go, yeah, I, I want a match with you because you beat up my son and you've hurt him. And then he threw him over the top rope. I think I sent you guys that picture of him like probably being thrown like miles. 
And he's just like, no, I want to face you at Hell in a Hell in a Cell match at Hell in a Cell. Didn't mention the title once. And the only people that have mentioned the titles is the promos on Raw and the yeah. promos on on Twitter and everyone else saying, oh, it is actually for the uh, United. What's it called? The Universal Title. That's the first time I heard of it. I thought it was going to be a non-title Hell in a Cell match. But yes, you know, he has to defend his title every six thirty days. So I'm assuming. Um, Dominic's going to get involved, and so are the Usos. Yeah, yeah they'll be under the rings. Or they're going to climb it, they're going to fight on top of it. But my prediction is Roman Reigns. I'm very tempted to go Rey Mysterio, but because he's a tag team champion who doesn't bring his belt to the ring, even though he's only had it two weeks, again, one of my annoyances, um, I, they kind of Rey Mysterio being, what, is he like 85 now and being a double champion? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so I think they'll keep it on Roman. Jamie? This match... Oh, here we go. <laughs> this match can only be described with one thing, and it is this. Stop! He's already dead! <laughs> <laughs> what, what? Ray Mysterio or Dominic? When Dominic gets... Dominic's going to come Both to his, his dad's gonna aid. Both of them are going to get destroyed. No, Dominic's going to come to his dad's aid. He's going to climb up the cell, and the Usual's going to follow him and throw him off the top of the cell. This is my prediction that that GIF and that video will be the most seen thing on Twitter come Sunday slash Monday morning. All we're ever going to see is this. Stop! He's already dead! <laughs> I'll hold you to that. So in a nutshell, I assume you're going for Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns! To lose! No, he's going to win. <laughs> Yes, comes to no surprise, I'm also going to make it rain with my <laughs> prediction, Roman Reigns. Uh, for everything that you guys just said, no chance will Rey Mysterio win. And to be honest, I don't really know where they're going to go from here unless Cena's suddenly going to return next week. But let's see. Bianca Bella versus Bailey. I assume this is for the SmackDown Women's Championship again. Um, yeah. yeah, come on then, Joe. What have you got for us? Uh, I mean, I want Bailey to win, but she's not going to win. Um, ding dong. I mean, fair play to Bailey. Like her, like whole ding dong shtick is really going really well. I mean, Bianca Belair has just been a bit of a flat champion so far, to be honest. So you know, I haven't really been behind her. She's just been kind of like just a bit crap, to be honest. I mean, I can see Bailey winning it, but I don't think she will. I think it's probably going to be Bianca Belair because then. They're going to save all the big championship matches until many of the bank is it when the next proper like live crowd's going to be in. So I think this yeah. this pay per view is just like a placeholder pay per view before the before many of the bank where they're going to actually have like crowds. So this one, I just think it's just going to be it'll be a good match, but it'll be like a DQ or so. If, if it's not in hand this it'll be like a DQ finish or like. Uh, roll up or something like that, where Bianca Belair like steals it. Fair enough, Dan. Yeah, I'm going to go a bit outside the box on this one, only because if you say to me, "Where do we move on from this? Who's going to challenge for the belt next?" and you're going, "Okay, we either bring Sasha Banks back, call someone like Kaylee Ray up, other than that, or you put somebody like a Liv Morgan um, in that slot, or you use the tag uh, champions in that role." <laughs> um, but I'm thinking, well, what do you really do? You know what I do? I give Bailey the belt. Let us sit with the belt and do the ding dong segments for two or three months, and then when they do the roster reshuffle, then she drops it. Um, like you said, Joe, with Bianca Belair, she hasn't really done much. 
she's a decent champion, but I think we've had that fairy tale now. Been a couple of months, let's freshen it up. My prediction's going to be Bailey. Lovely. Jamie? Similar to you, Dan, but I think Bianca's holding it. There's nobody else on SmackDown that she can face, so it's literally just going to be Bailey and Sasha Banks alternating each pay-per-view, and then come the roster reshuffle when that happens, we're going to see maybe Bianca v Charlotte and probably drop it to her. I am going to go with Dan on this one, and I'm going to say that Bailey is going to retain. I feel like Bianca needs to be chasing it again. I agree with Joe on the fact that since she's won it, it almost feels a little bit stale. Bailey's been doing a promos each week. I feel like they're putting more emphasis on Bailey than they are even the champion. Um, I feel Bianca needs to be chasing it again. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go with. Bailey on this one. And this is why you're both bottom of the table, but carry nope. on. Well, I'm going to say <laughs> that whoever gets the Bianca Bella Bailey prediction right gets 10 bonus points. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've just realised we've got three women's matches and two men's matches on this card. Um, let's go for the Raw Women's Championship. Well, I'm then, sure Joe. one of the women's matches will be the pre-show. And, well, let's see. No, um, I think a tag, tag no, I think it'll be on the on the main. Yeah, I, I agree. I think a tag match will be on the pre-show. Joe, who have you got for Rhea Ripley defending against Charlotte for the Raw Women's Championship? Well, actually, something really good happened on our Raw where um, Rhea Ripley like busted Charlotte's nose and like proper like bloodied it up. So I think this will be probably the match of the night, like over Rey Mysterio, Roman Reigns. Um. I've got a feeling, a really bad feeling, that Charlotte's going to win. I mean, I like Rhea Ripley as a champion, and I think she's a really good champion, but it's the same as Bianca Belair. I prefer her chasing. And and Charlotte, for like, the past couple of months, like she's really turned up the the arrogance of, like, I'm a flair, I'm better than you. And she, I don't know, there's just something about it where she's just turned it up, but where, um, same as Bianca Belair, um, Rhea Ripley's just kind of like a bit stagnant, really, not really done anything. She's a decent champion, don't get me wrong, but I think Charlotte Flair needs to win it back for Rhea Ripley to get really nasty again. I really want Rhea Ripley to be like, when she was back in NXT, where she was like, literally like head stomper. So you're going with Charlotte win? You're going yeah. out the box with a Charlotte win? Okay, Dan. Yeah, with this with this one, I mean, I look at the Raw Women's Division. I can't see that belt changing hands until someone like an Eva Marie wins the briefcase, gets somebody to do all the work, and then she cashes in. Um, so I think with that, you would need, to be honest, they're both heels. It's really weird dynamic that they're doing with this match. But I think Rhea keeps the belt. They need to carry on building her up. She's gaining her confidence. If she loses, what exactly is going to Rhea Ripley going to be doing? She probably flamed in with a tag team, but like Nikki Cross went for the tag belts. If she loses, and who wants to see that? So yeah, let's keep it with uh, let's keep it with Rhea, and then it builds towards Eva Marie eventually winning it at SummerSlam. Fair enough, right, Jamie? Yeah, um, like <laughs> I said, all all of these pay per views are exactly the same. I can't see anything changing. All the results are going to be the same. However, this is the only match that I can see that might give us a new champion. So I'm saying Charlotte. Oh, well, there's always one, isn't there? Right, no, I'm going with Rhea Ripley. I think that because... Of, two, two. Oh, Joe went for Charlotte as well. Yeah, yeah well, I, only because um, I've gone for Bailey to win. I don't think there'll be two women's championship 
changing hands. So yeah, no, I'll, I'll go for Rhea Ripley to Wrong retain. <laughs> but it could possibly be. I think one of the women's it's titles the, will retain, the, and it's it, it will change hands, and it depends which one it is. Uh, yeah. Right. So, Jamie, I'm going to start with you on this one rather than go to Joe because I know it's your favourite. Even though I think that the segments between Alexa Bliss and Shayna Baszler have been absolute piss poor dog shit <laughs> on Raw, I think they've been awful. Have I know you'll be looking. Be yes, I know you'll be looking forward to this being a great, great match. So, who will win between Alexa Bliss and Shayna Baszler? Can I get ten points if I get it right? No, it's not, it's not even going to be a well, match. No, it's it's a no obviously going to be, eh? No contest. It's not even going to be a match. Dumb. Right. All right. Then. It's not even going to start. If that's right, I get ten points. However, right. if the match does start, Alexa Bliss. <laughs> right. No, I need you only get one guess. What you having? No contest or Alexa no Bliss? No contest for ten points. No contest. No wonder he's in the lead. Well, all these 10 points here and a 10 points there. I don't need those 10 points. <laughs> right, go on, Joe. It seems, Jamie, I can see it being like, um, like a mirrors match or some kind of, you know, bullshit. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Alexa Bliss to win, but I, I think there's definitely, it's not going to be like a, just a normal match. There's definitely going to be weird stuff involved. Right, okay. Dan, Alexa, we going for the same. Yeah, yeah we'll Alexa, all put yeah. it. We're not stupid <laughs> like Jamie, <laughs> right? Right. So let's go on to the main event. This is a potential interesting one. So it's another Hell in a Cell match. This one actually has a bit of build, but let's be honest, it's had build now for months because that's how long the feud's been going on. They are building this one up to be a um, last chance Hell in a Cell match for the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley defending against Drew McIntyre. If Drew McIntyre loses, he is not allowed to challenge for the world title ever again whilst Bob the Lash is champion. And we'll start with you. I mean, I can't see Bob the Lash losing. Um, you know, everyone want, everyone's saying that Brock Lesnar's going to come back in the next couple of weeks um, on the next SmackDown where it's, there's fans. I think when the... What's it called? The... The shakeup's going to happen. Uh, Drew McIntyre's probably going to go over to SmackDown and face probably John Cena, Roman Reigns. I mean, I want Drew McIntyre to win, but I just can't see it happening. I'm going to go Bob the Lash. Right. Dan? Yeah, we need to end this now. So, the Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Jamie. I am going to... Stays waiting for Lashley, shillelagh in hand. You say your name is Finley and you love to fight. I say your name is Finley and you're a bastard. Wow, can't say that. So, yes, I'm going for Finley <laughs> to win it all. Finley, he's going to wow. get that shillelagh out. <laughs> you can't uh, say that. <laughs> um, Bob the Lash, and like you said, Drew McIntyre will probably go to SmackDown, and it's going to be Brock versus Bob the Lash at SummerSlam. Lovely. Um, yeah, short and sweet for me as well. I'm going to go Bobby Lashley. I feel that Drew McIntyre just. This feud just needs to stop. Drew needs a bit of time out with the main event picture. Um, upper mid-card. Still dominating and winning, but 
He'll have the championship again eventually in front of fans. He just needs a few months away from yeah. it now. Let, let's at least get SummerSlam out of the way. Let's let's not start anything back up with Drew McIntyre again until Survivor Series time, I'd say. Um, even if waiting until the Royal Rumble, if they can hold out that long. But yeah, when we put Drew McIntyre, put Drew McIntyre in King of the Ring, and then he could be like King McIntyre. And there was William Wallace things that he's doing where he's like King of Scotland. He could just play on that a bit more. Well, then the why aren't you a booker? Mate, I've been wondering that for years, but it'd be amazing. I'd love that. Good idea. Get on the booking team. Give Vince a ring. The product's stale. Apparently, that was in the news this week. He knows it's been stale, and he's gonna do something. But who's gonna inject a lethal dose of poise? (laughs) Let's have a look. Right. It's the end. Let's get a quiz going. Jamie, yeah, you are on the quiz this week. Um, let's yeah. have a rundown of the leaderboard. We don't need to know who's at the bottom with two points. And then Jamie's on five, Joe's on five, and Dan's on six. That takes into account Joe's victory six. last week. Have you not put well. my point on from last week? Was that what it was? Did you win last week? I thought, why did I think Joe won yeah. last week? Oh, I right, Joe, sorry, you're on four. Oh, you course, well, you're on four then, and Dan's on seven. I updated it with the wrong brother. There we go. Right. <laughs> Jamie, he was hosting what it. it. <laughs> right, what have you got for us this week? It is a 10 question quiz all about in your house. No, it better not. Who would be. have thought? Who would have thought? I mean, no. considering one of the questions has already been ruined, so I hope you're paying attention. But anyway, we'll start. Our, so all the questions are based around in your house. So, question one. In the 1990s, what paper was added to the Big Four to make the W Big Five pay-per-view? So basically, the reason this relates to In Your House is because these were the only five pay-per-views and every other event was In Your House. So you're saying that one of them, like a Royal Rumble WrestleMania, that's the answer, but it was added to it. It's like a no, In Your House no, Royal Rumble. Yeah, you have Royal Rumble, WrestleMania... Survivor Series and SummerSlam, there was one other pay-per-view and then all the rest were in your house. Ah, so what was the ah, okay. all the, what was the fifth pay-per-view yes. that was in, a bra- in your house, brother one? Yes. Right, okay. And oh. what sort of year are we going with? In the 90s. In the 90s. Okay. There was only five pay-per-views and all the rest of them were in your houses. Cool. Oh, of course it will be. I was about to write something else. Of course it will be. Right, good. Next. How many In Your House events have been held in Canada? Okay. That'll do. Okay. We all know the main event of this show, but before becoming an NXT pay-per-view... The last WWE in your house was St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Obviously, the concluding match was Vince McMahon versus Stone Cold in a steel cage. But the first match of the evening was Gold Dust versus Blue Dust. But who was Blue Dust? Oh, yes, of course I know who it was. Yeah, I've seen the match as well. Doesn't he do a stupid promo at the beginning also? (laughs) Or there's a vignette there is. Question four. In the first ever In Your House event, who was Owen Hart's tag team partner 
when they beat the Smoking Guns to retain their tag titles. Oh, okay. He's had so many tag partners. I know, yeah. Right, I'll do. <clears throat> what the Jamie? What's he doing? No, He's still right I'm, in the quiz. No, I just realised I put an answer to a previous question in this question. Oh, so, here we go. So there have been a select amount of events held in Canada. Which city has hosted the most? Oh. Which city in Canada? Yes. I do want to go for the obvious one. Okay. Right, let's yes. have number six then. Okay. So, after the final In Your House event, the WWF wanted to change to a different pay-per-view name each event and drop the In Your House name. What was the first non-Big Five pay-per-view? Okay. We'll try that. Cool. Okay. You've got a multiple choice now. Oh, here we go. Which of these is not a real in your house event? Is it A, Bad Blood, B, Revenge of the Taker, 3, British Invasion, 4, Beware of Dog, and 5, <laughs> Good Friends, Better Enemies? Which one is not an official in your house event? It's too. It's just too easy. You have bad <laughs> blood, revenge of the taker, British invasion, beware of dog, and good friends, better enemies. I don't know why beware of dog just makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Question eight: In your house, three triple header. The main event saw a w w winner take all match for three titles. What three titles were on the line? I, d I do not know. <laughs> I, no, I think I do. Did you say it in your house? You said it three? earlier before, yeah. Yeah, no, I know what it is. Well, you should do. I said it an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll see if Taran did watch, because question nine, when In Your House returned as an NXT event in 2020, what was the main event? I, I honestly cannot remember. I don't know. I, I, I'll go for... Okay, yep, that'll do. And finally, question 10. How many In Your House events have there been so far? Including NXT. Including the NXT ones. From WWF in 1995 all the way to 2021. Okay. How That's many fine. in your house events have there been? Well, are you doing a point for the closest or? I'll give a point to the closest. Gets right. Go on. All right. Because I'm nice like that. All right. Okay. Does everybody have an answer? Yep. Yep. Okay, we'll start with Taron. What's the pay-per-view? King of the Ring. Joe. Bad blood. Dan. King of the Ring. It's King of the Ring. I nearly put fully loaded and then crossed it out. 
that is an in your house event. I know, yeah. You got to think like uh, Saint Valentine's Day mm. is in February. WrestleMania yeah. will be April, and then you've got maybe, backlash. Maybe. Fair enough. Uh, how many events have been in Canada, Taryn? I've gone for a Len Goodman seven. <laughs> Dan, I went with four. Joe, three. It's five. Uh, <laughs> okay. Before becoming an NXT pay per view, the first match at In Your House. I don't know why I said the beginning bit there. Who was Blue Dust? Was it not Aaron? a Blue Meanie? Joe. I put Blue Meanie as well. Dan. Blue Meanie. It is the Blue Meanie. <laughs> I remember the match. Number four. Who was Owen Hart's tag partner? In your house, premiere, Taron. Um, I put Davy Boy Smith, British Bulldog. Joe. Yokozuna. Dan. Yokozuna. Could have been. It yeah. is Yokozuna. Oh. I really know that because the Tamina and Natalia thing, they've been like showing pictures of like Owen Hart and Yokozuna tagging together. And, like, the like, Bulldog history. was with Yokozuna as well, weren't he, at some point? Yoko, 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 Yoko. <laughs> okay, there have been five in your house events held in Canada. Which city has hosted the most? Taryn. Montreal. Joe. Calgary. Dan. Va- Vancouver. It is Vancouver. <sighs> it's bloody Google, that's what it is. <laughs> that's the only one that's hosted two, and then there was single ones. Okay, what was the first pay-per-view after after they got rid of the in your yeah, after they got rid of the big five after they got rid of the in your house names what was the first yeah, yeah. single branded pay-per-view is that what the question was yes i Karen. put unforgiven joe mind games dan backlash it is backlash oh, oh wow i'm smashing this Okay, and question seven. Which of these is not a real in your house event? British invasion. British invasion. British invasion. Correct. It was never in Britain. But Beware of Dog is a real event. <laughs> yeah, it is. We know it was. I thought British invasion because I was thinking, well, who is British that was there? Regal one there at the time. We just got British Bulldog and then a Bulldog. That's about, that's about it. I think we got rid of British invasion. So there, yeah, there was there was one called something in the north. But there you go. Okay. We didn't even speak about it this week. Did anyone watch Dark Side of the Ring this week? Nope. The Dynamite yeah. Kid one, it was great. We'll save that for next week. Yeah, it was. Okay, go on, Dan. Intercontinental <laughs> tag, WWF. It was Diesel, it was HBK, and they held all the gold. Who were they against? That wasn't the question, was it? It was only what the titles are. I've only wrote the titles. I got yeah. WWF title, Intercontinental, and Tag Team. Yeah, that is correct. Oh, that is a question. Was it Sid Vicious and... No, it wouldn't have been. Cause like, that's the only person I can think of who was in that feud at the time. Sid Vicious it and... was the British Bulldog and Yokozuna. Ah, okay. <laughs> I should have done that as the question. All right, question nine. What was the main event in last year's In Your House, Taron? I have no idea. Johnny Gagano versus Tomasa Champa. Joe. I put exactly the same. Dan. Keith Lee and Karrion Cross. No, it was the triple threat NXT women's title between Rhea Ripley, Charlotte, 
Yoshua. Yoshua won it. No idea. Okay, the final question. How many in your house events has there been, Taryn? No idea, 30. Joe? I put 10. Dan? 26. The answer is 29. Yes, I get the point. (laughs) Yes, is it 10 points? No, it's a point. (laughs) Total up your scores and we'll see. Dan, take another point. Len Goodman, Goodman, (laughs) 7 for me. Joe? Six. Six! Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, never mind, never mind. We know that Dan's got the... I got four right this week. It's because it was... This is why you watch In Your House. God, I need to watch them all now, don't I? I need to watch Beware of Dog. Right, that puts Dan on eight, Joe on four, Jamie on five, Taryn on two. Well, that's it. Who's hosting next week? Because he ain't getting a point. No, it's me. no, I'm not going to day off next week. Well-deserved day off next week, I am. <laughs> right, Dan, where can people find us on the socials? Well, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We're Grapplecast Show. We're pretty damn decent, as you know. But you can also get us on Twitter. You can tweet us. You can follow us. We're on the Instagram as well. Give us a follow on Facebook as well. We're you know, always uh, promoting and stuff. But, yeah, wherever you get your podcasts, Grapplecast Show. Absolutely. Send us any questions. Send us in your comments, your reviews, anything you want to. We will do some stuff at some point. We've got plenty of things lined up. I don't bloody know. We we are going to do... Uh, next week, we'll be looking at Hell in a Cell and giving our review of that. Um, and then the week after, I think we're probably going to have our tag team um, breakdown of our top 10 tag teams of all time. So we'll throw that into a bit of a competition type thing. So, yes, until then, thanks every very much for joining us, everybody. Enjoy Hell in a Cell. I hope it's good let's be honest it won't be (laughs) but we will see you all next week thanks very much guys nice one old one arm drag brett screwed brett it's me austin i did it for the rock shut your mouth you thong wearing fatty number four arm bar i am sir michael cole what